Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick Horn, the Notorious Fantasy Edit. Today's video, I am bringing you guys a eight-team PPR mock draft on Fantasy Pros Draft Wizard. Now, there has been a lot of comments requesting from you guys about what type of mock draft I should do, 12-team, 10-team, 8-team, all type of different formats. So, I want to let you guys know that in August, I'm going to try to do one mock draft every single day on my YouTube channel, as well as probably another video as well on most days. I'm going to be trying to double upload for you guys to help you guys win your 2025 fantasy football championship so at any point in this video if you end up enjoying or you could do it right now because i know for a fact you're going to enjoy so please make sure to click that subscribe button down below it's free i produce content every single day to help you guys win your 2020 fantasy football championship now while you're down there you can also check out my patreon where my draft guide is it is 750 for the month of august it's very cheap and it helps you guys get an even further advantage to win your 2020 fantasy football championship so like i said this is a ppr mock draft eight team from the seventh slot the roster position goes followed one quarterback two running backs two wideouts a tight end two flexes kicker defense and six bench spots now typically there's actually only one flex in most leagues but in an eight team league i would suggest you guys play in 18 leagues to try to get your commissioner to up it from one to two flexes since I think that makes the skill even harder in these kind of leagues where an A-team league most people would perceive as easier. This makes it much harder and adds actual skill gap to an eight-team league. Now, I don't know if you guys have been here for a while. You might be like, Nick, where the fuck's your face cam? Well, I'm not on my laptop like I've been telling you guys. My laptop got shipped off to Dell, those pieces of shit. My laptop has broken like four times in the last three years that I've had it, and I've had to send it to Dell multiple times, so that's great. But without further ado, you guys don't want to hear me rant. We've got to get right into this mock draft, so sorry about not having a camera. It should be back, though, for tomorrow's video. It is a bit iffy, though, on my computer for some reason since this thing is an absolute brick of a computer. So we are from the seventh overall draft spot, so I'm hoping in this video we can actually, or not in this video, really, just in this draft, that we can go ahead and attack the draft how I actually want to attack it now typically at the beginning of the draft you're going to be seeing about the same exact thing every single draft no matter what the size of the league is it's going to be a bunch of running backs in the first five picks as well as Michael Thomas you can pretty much guarantee that so looking at the picks it was exactly what I was talking about which was a bunch of running backs and Mr. Michael Thomas so the first pick we see Christian McCaffrey very typical second pick is Saquon Barkley third pick is Michael Thomas like I said that guy goes between pick I'd say three and six in pretty much every single league and then Ezekiel Elliott Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook Dalvin Cook now not holding out actually reported to to training camp yesterday as you guys are watching this so I have actually talked about this a decent amount on my channel I talk about eight team PPR drafts or half PPR drafts or really any type of eight team league is how I believe that the tight end position is just so more important in that kind of a league because in a 12 team league you could really win the league with like a top eight tight end every single week just putting up some solid points whereas here you really want to get that nice positional advantage and get a great tight end I have found that getting a guy like Kelsey or Kittle in your lineup or Mark Andrews, one of those top three guys, is just so much more helpful than maybe having the fifth or sixth best wide receiver since there's such a positional advantage at the tight end position. In an eight-team league, it's so easy to find a top 10 wide receiver, but it is very hard to find a top three tight end on a pretty much a lot of these tight ends that are very good repeat on top of the position week in and week out. Guys like Kelsey, Kittle, and Andrews are going to dominate the top five of the tight end position on a week in, week 
week out basis. Whereas at the wide receiver position, there's a couple of guys that will get their way into the top five and then phase out and then phase back in every couple of weeks. So I try to make sure that I snag a tight end early in an eight team type of league. I just personally believe that is very important. So looking at the board right now at the wide receiver position, pretty much everyone is available because like I said, we are at the seventh pick. So Derek Henry, Joe Mixon, Kenyon Drake, Austin Eckler, Miles Sanders, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, all still available at the running back position for wide receivers. We see Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill, and DeAndre Hopkins. Now in eight team leagues, I actually try to go kind of for a less safer type of strategy. I kind of try to go for the bolder type of pick since I believe it is very easy to just find people in the middle rounds of the draft that are going to be perfectly fine. So I try to take more risks in eight team leagues since obviously, like I said, it takes a lot. It takes a very, very good roster to win that kind of league where every type of team is pretty much stacked unless you're drafting against your great grandmother. So now we are probably going to draft a guy that I don't even think is very risky at all, but some might perceive is risky, and that is Joseph Mixon, running back of the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, I understand there is the kind of worry of, oh my god, Joseph Mixon was really good until the last end of last season, Nick. He's not very good, but he played so good deep down the stretch. I think he continues that onto this season. I feel like he's going to become more involved in the pass-catching game, and I think that's really going to elevate Joe Mixon's game with Mr. Joseph Burrow at the starting quarterback position. So, Joe Burrow is going to be my pick in the first round. Then it's going to be two more picks, and then it's going to be my pick yet again. Hopefully, you guys do end up in enjoying this video though. So after we went Joe Mixon, Derek Henry came out the board, followed by DeAndre Hopkins. So now it is our pick yet again. And here, I know I kind of talked about going with the higher upside kind of a pick here, kind of more of a risky pick, but I'm not really talking about in the first two rounds. Since the first two rounds are very stacked, and this is talking about like the third, fourth round, where I typically go with the safer kind of guy. I want to try to get a bit more risky here in these kind of leagues. That's why I kind of draft the tight end. To me, drafting a tight end early is more risky in normal leagues, but in an eight-team league, it is not to me. So right now, now it is very easy pick for me where to go with running back Austin Eckler while there is great wide receiver value with Devontae Adams in the second round wide receivers are very deep at completely in 12 team leagues it's very easy to find a great wide receiver late so it's even easier in this type of league in an eight team league so I'm gonna go ahead and stag my running back two for the team who is going to be potentially a top five running back this season top eight I got him inside of my top 10 that's Austin Eckler of the LA Superchargers now there is going to be concern for some fantasy football players with my man Ty God Taylor, but at the end of the day, Tyrod Taylor had perform- has made running backs perform behind him in Buffalo. He had LaShawn McCoy had a top 12 year two years in a row with Tyrod Taylor. He can dump the ball off to the running back, so I'm not super worried, especially when Austin Eckler is such a polarizing player for the LA Chargers and is a guy that the coaches are going to design plays to make sure they get him the ball because the guy was a beast last year with Melvin Gordon playing and without Melvin Gordon playing, so I think Melvin Gordon getting shipped off to Denver is going to even further boost Austin Eckler point output. I actually think in 18 leagues, drafting a quarterback earlier could also be something that you may want to do since the positional advantage is strong in this as well, but I still like to kind of wait on the quarterback, but I do try to get one of those top 10, or not top 10, one of those top three tight ends. So after we went with Austin Eckler, Devontae Adams came out the board, followed by Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Julio Jones, Tyreek Kill, Kenyon Drake, Travis Kelsey, Pat Mahomes, Chris Godwin, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, and Lamar Jackson. So two quarterbacks go around in the third round and one tight end. 
then typically you're going to see the big two quarterbacks and the big two tight ends in Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, as well as Travis Kelsey and George Kittle go around the second or third round. This is an eight-team league, so I'd assume like the third or fourth round, but it really depends on your league where quarterback goes because some guys are super high. They get Maybe they're just actually super high because they're drafting quarterback early because they just want to go ahead and snag that quarterback early, whereas in other leagues, you're going to see quarterbacks completely fall. It's really on a league-by-league basis. That's why I find it important to, if you guys actually have drafted with these guys before, these guys might be your friends or just guys you've been playing with for a while. You can utilize the button called on most websites where you can look at the draft board from last season, and you can actually see how other guys were attacking the draft last season based on where quarterbacks were going. Now, it could completely change on a year-by-year basis, but that's something I like to do. And like I said, I want to go ahead and snag one of those top three tight ends. I'm going to go ahead and pick Kittle here in the third round. George Kittle is my second highest-ranked tight end for fantasy football in 2020. I think that George Kittle has yet another beast mode year, and especially with Debo Samuel likely missing the first couple of games, I think we see George Kittle start off very strong in 2020, even on a run-heavy type of San Francisco offense. So after we went with George Kittle, now there's going to be two picks again for our pick. So Mike Evans and Kenny Galladay go to the team after us. So now we can go ahead and go really any way. Since this is a two-flex type of league, you can just draft two running backs in a row. You can go with two wide receivers in a row here. You can really do anything. You can even go ahead and draft another tight end if you wanted or draft the quarterback. But personally here, we are going to dive into the wide receiver well here because there's one guy here that I really, really like above the rest and that is DJ Moore. I like Allen Robinson as well, but DJ Moore I just see with super high upside in Carolina. He's on a team that I think is going to have a system like the New Orleans Saints last season. And the New Orleans Saints system is pretty much to hand the ball off to Alvin Kamara, throw it to Alvin Kamara or throw the ball to Michael Thomas. And with Joe Brady going there to Carolina, I think he's going to be able to figure that out and make it so that DJ Moore can eat and that Christian McCaffrey can eat. And obviously, Teddy Bridgewater understands that situation because he was in the New Orleans Saints system last year and played quite well. DJ Moore is an absolute beast last year. Did not really do too hot in the touchdown category. Only four touchdowns. Only scored two touchdowns the year before. So not one of those guys that's going to score a zillion touchdowns. But I believe that will go up. And a guy that's seeing 135 plus targets, why not take that kind of a guy in the fourth round of your 2020 fantasy football draft? If you guys have ended up enjoying this video thus far, please, please, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. It would really help me out a whole ton. So looking at the draft board after we went ahead and selected our first wide receiver of the draft, DJ Moore. We see Todd Gurley come to the board, followed by Adam Thielen, Allen Robinson, Odell Beckham Jr., Amari Cooper, Zach Ertz, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chris Carson, Leonard Fournette, Mark Andrews, Cooper Cup, and A.J. Brown. Note about Todd Gurley is that there are reports that he may opt out of the 2020 NFL season. A bunch of players have already done it. He has not came out and said it yet as I record this video, but that is something important to note. The opt-out date ends, I believe, August 3rd. Now, no picks out of the real, out of the ordinary here. There are picks I don't like, but I'm just saying none of these picks were really weird considering of where they went, except for, I don't really like Odell Beckham Jr., Amari Cooper, or Juju Smith-Schuster ahead of Cooper Cup. Uh, Odell's just a guy that, if you guys have been here for a while, you know I'm not going to yell about him again. Odell Beckham Jr. is just a guy I'm not drafting. I just simply don't believe in the guy, and while he's a, probably a pretty good wide receiver, one of the better wide receivers in the NFL, he just hasn't proved to me that he can get it done on a year-by-year basis, especially with Kevin Stefanski coming in to be the offensive coordinator. 
of a or the head coach from Minnesota, where he's an offensive coordinator of a very run heavy team. I just worry about them being super run heavy because I think they will. Juju, I do like, but I just don't like him ahead of a guy like Cooper Cup. Now, right here is where you want to kind of try to figure out what strategy you kind of want to use. You can draft your third running back here or go ahead and dive into the wide receiver well. And since we're on that turn, the turn picks are really where I like because you can go ahead and snag two wide receivers in a row, snag two running backs in a row. You can go ahead and turn the tide of the whole draft and create one of those what we call a run in fantasy football where if you draft two running backs, the next guy might go ahead and shit himself and just draft a running back because the running backs are coming off the board, and that's very funny to talk about. I'll even like the eight spot better because it is really that turn right there. We get two picks in a row, but I won't argue here that the seventh spot isn't pretty much just as good, if not maybe even better. So right here at the running back position, we see guys like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Melvin Gordon, Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, David Johnson, Mark Ingram, Jonathan Taylor. At the wide receiver position, we see guys like Robert Woods, Calvin Ridley, Keenan Allen, DJ Chark, Cortland Sutton, Tyler Lockett. For me, this is an easy pick, and it's the two tight end set god, Roberto Woods. Bobby Trees, some people call him that. Robert Woods is a goddamn beast last season, deep down the stretch of the season. Probably right when they committed to the two tight end set, Robert Woods really started tearing it up. And now with the vacated targets of Brandon Cooks likely going the way of Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, I think Robert Woods could yet again finish above Cooper Cup. I personally have Cooper Cup ranked above Robert Woods, but that doesn't mean that I think Robert Woods is some type of a schlub. I think Robert Woods in the fifth round is amazing value. I really think this guy has top 12 potential. I think we're to see those weeks where he's the number five or number four guy finishing at the wide receiver position. I just think he's that good in the LA Rams offense should be able to turn it around and play much better in 2020. Now, if this is just a one flex league, I would have maybe tried to pick CEH there, but here I probably get a pair of wide receiver as well as running back together. So looking back at the draft board after we went ahead and selected Mr. Roberto Woods, Clyde Edwards Lair came off the board followed by Deshaun Watson. So only three quarterbacks have came off the board thus far, and none of them are the ones that I would have actually won, or not really none of them. Deshaun Watson, I don't want anything to do with him ahead of guys like Dak Prescott and Kyler Murray, I just personally believe are better players as well as like Josh Allen, Russell Wilson more, but you could kind of make the argument that Deshaun might be better than those two. So right now with our pick, we're probably going to end up going running back here, even though we could go double wide receiver. If this is a two flex league, like it is set up, I wouldn't actually mind going Calvin Ridley here. And even in a normal flex league, just with one flex, I wouldn't mind going Calvin Ridley here either. The running backs may actually fall off, but fuck it. We're actually going to go ahead and get Keenan Allen, because I want to make sure that I get that stacked roster. Keenan Allen is an Atlanta Falcon. The Atlanta Falcons are the number one most pass-heavy league in the NFL last season. I believe they could return and be the number one most pass-heavy team in the NFL in 2020. Same head coach, same offensive coordinator. So I think the it's entirely possible that that happens. And Calvin really, really started to tear it up back part of the season after they ended up trading Mohamed Sanu to the New England Deflatriots. Then Calvin Ridley truly made his stand as the number two wide receiver on the Atlanta Falcons. So after we went ahead and selected Mr. Calvin Ridley, our roster now looks like this through the seventh round. We have Joseph Mixon and Austin Eckler as our two starting running backs, our two starting wideouts, our DJ Moore, Robert Woods, our tight end is George Kittle, and our flex is my main man, Calvin Ridley. So now looking at the kind of draft board. After we went with Calvin Ridley, Colton Sutton came off the board, followed by DK Metcalf, DJ Chark, Le'Veon Bell, Tyler Lockett, Keenan Allen, T.Y. Hilton, TMC, Terry McLaurin, Darren Waller, Devontae Parker, Kyler Murray, and Stephon Diggs.
So now with our pick, we could go either way with running back or wide receiver. We're not going to draft a quarterback, even though I kind of do like the value of Dak Prescott here. I'd much rather try and get a wide re- or just a quarterback later. So now we're probably going to go ahead and dive onto the running back trade. Now the running backs here are very risky here. I do actually like Jonathan Taylor a lot in the seventh round, but in a two flex league, I really want to go ahead and secure a guy that I can play in my flex right away. But then again, you kind of want to make a bit more risky kind of moves. And we do get two back-to-back picks, so I could go ahead and attack two running backs here and I think Jonathan Taylor will fall to me in the eighth round of this draft so we're gonna go ahead and take a riskier kind of play here in James Conner I really feel confident that James Conner does have that potential and I kind of want to I'm going to talk myself out of it because I think James Conner will be good I just really worry about that injury same thing goes with David Johnson you can really go either way there some people more like James Conner some people more like David Johnson but personally I'm more on the David Johnson train I really think that David Johnson will be let loose in Houston whether that means he breaks his fucking whole body week one and comes in a full body cast week two or he just somehow plays through the whole season and gets over a thousand rushing yards like I think is possible for David Johnson he's done that before he's been a top five fantasy running back multiple years in his NFL career so I really think he could do it again and reinvent himself in Houston with Bill O'Brien who's just gonna feed the fucking guy because he traded DeAndre Hopkins for a used condom and David Johnson it just made no sense for him to do it but he did it so now he is going to have to pay for it by running the ball down his opponent's throats with David Johnson shout out to the fantasy footballer so now after our pick of David Johnson we can see that the rest of the draft went like this Uh, Jarvis Landry got picked followed by AJ Green AJ Green's a terrible pick I do like Jarvis Landry later in these kind of drafts so now it's time to go back into the running back well and select Jonathan Taylor rookie running back out of Wisconsin for the Indianapolis Colts I understand going with rookie running backs right now maybe the riskiest it's ever been due to the coronavirus due to the fact there's gonna be no preseason games but I do think Jonathan Taylor will eventually take over for Marlon Mack I just don't think Marlon Mack has that if factor sure he's been a thousand yard rusher he but he is nothing special compared to Jonathan Taylor who has them thick thighs he's fucking absolutely huge he's gonna run a train on defenses and I think that given this offensive line is the number one ranked offensive line via pro football focus Jonathan Taylor should have no struggle in taking that job and absolutely butt fucking the defenses in their division after we went with Jonathan Taylor, Hollywood, Marquise Hollywood Brown came off the board, followed by Mr. James Conner, Dakota Prescott, Melvin Gordon, who I don't really like, but I would kind of try to make maybe take a nice risk on here in an eight-team league. Michael Gallup, Russell Wilson, Devin Singletary, Tyler Boyd, Mark Ingram, Julian Edelman, Brandon Cooks, and Debo Samuel, who's really taken a fall from grace, obviously, after he ended up getting hurt, and it seems like he may miss a couple of games. So now it's time to dive back into the wide receiver well, since the wide receivers are flying off the board, and in absorbent rate right now guys still available Marvin Jones Will Fuller Christian Kirk Deontay Johnson Sterling Shepard now I do really like my wide receiver course I'm going to go ahead and staple it even more typically this draft we've been a bit more risky but I do want to go with the safer pick with a shit ton of upside though this guy isn't just necessarily a floor play he doesn't just give you that four play he's going to go ahead and stick his cock straight inside of those defenses and if life was a bitch he would make that bitch wet because Marvin Jones is going to tear it up yet again in 2020 for some reason every single year this guy slept upon every single year this guy performs very well for where he's getting drafted at and especially with Matt Stafford returning healthy this season Matt Stafford was looking like an MVP deep down or not deep down last season because he only started the first eight games of the season and they ended up getting hurt but in those eight games he was looking like the best Matt Stafford we've ever seen and I think that Marvin Jones is really going to benefit from Matt Stafford looking so goddamn fly in 2020 so after we went ahead and drafted Marvin Jones 
uh, Will Fuller came off the board, followed by DeAndre Swift. So we're going to keep waiting on the quarterback train, and hopefully Matt Ryan can fall to us because I want to go ahead and get that beautiful stack like you're at Moe's and go ahead and get Matt Ryan and patch him up there with Calvin Ridley. So now we're going to go ahead and deep back in and see what type of position we actually have already. Make sure you count how many running backs and wide receivers you have so you don't just overload on running backs or overload on wide receivers. So we have one, two, a three, a four, four running backs, and one, two, three, four wide receivers. A very well-balanced uh, lineup so far, so we can go ahead and go either way, but here the running backs really haven't been taken off the board and the wide receivers have, so we're going to go ahead and get a steal at the running back position here and select my main man, Karate Kick Kareem Hunt, Cleveland Brown. While Kareem is more of a safe pick, if Nick Chubb was to so happen to go down, he'd, he'd fly up and be even better than what Nick Chubb is now because there's going to be no one behind him. He'll probably be a top five running back in a run-heavy system like I talked about earlier with Odell Beckham Jr. Kareem Hunt will probably be the wide receiver three of the Cleveland Browns, get a lot of dump-offs in the backfield as well as get some solid touches for Kareem Hunt this year. And like I said, if Nick Chubb was to go down, he has even more escalated opportunity. Just a very safe pick overall late in in the draft. Shot to win with Karate Kick, Kareem Hunt, Deontay Johnson can't the board, followed by David Montgomery, and then we're going to have to go to the draft board because I cannot read that fast. If you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. So after Karate Kick, Kareem Hunt, we see Deontay Johnson, David Montgomery, Robert Woods, Cam Akers, Jameson Crowder, Christian Kirk, James White, Tariq Cohen, Hunter Henry, Justin Jefferson, C. The Alam, and Ronaldo Jones. So now it is time to Actually, wait, I want to analyze a couple of these picks here since I really haven't done a super deep dive. Now, Raheem Mostert got the bag. He ended up getting paid, so now Raheem Mostert is a solid draft pick earlier in the kind of draft. Cam Akers is a guy that I really like. I do kind of worry about the fact that there is no uh, kind of preseason so that he can evolve past all these other guys, but the same argument is there with Jonathan Taylor, except for Jonathan Taylor is just a better running back. James White's a pick I really like. Tariq Cohen's a pick I'm not really looking too much for. To Justin Jefferson, right now he's on the Rona. He doesn't necessarily have Corona, but he's on like the COVID-19 IR type of list thing in the NFL. Pretty confusing considering that doesn't necessarily mean he has it. He may just have been in contact with people. So I don't know. I think Justin Jefferson could be solid though as long as he is ending up a okay. So the quarterbacks still keep on falling and we are going to keep on waiting and we are going to go ahead and select a wide receiver here with this pick. So I'm going to go ahead here and pick my main man, me, Cole Hardman. Not a lot of people are really moving up on McCall Hardman. He's absolutely buried in these rankings. This is probably a slight reach for McCall Hardman. It's probably going to tell me at the bottom, oh, you fucking suck, you dumbass. You've reached a little too far. Well, fuck you because I'm going to do it anyways. McCall Hardman has the potential to be the wide receiver two of the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Kansas City Chiefs are the most high-scoring offense in the NFL. Maybe not the most because maybe, you know, the Ravens might be, but they should be one of the most high-powered offenses in the NFL in 2020, and McCole Hardman is fast as fuck. Tyreek Hill is fast as fuck. It's impossible to chase these guys down. They'll run laps around you, and as long as McCole Hardman can get open, he should be getting fed the rock, and I'm not too sure Sammy Watkins is really that guy because he kind of disappeared. He did really good week one, disappeared, and then just absolutely butt-fucked Richard Sherman in the Super Bowl, which was absolutely hilarious for all of those Richard Sherman lovers. So after McCole Hardman, Henry Ruggs got picked, followed by Keyshawn Vaughn, so we still have one, two, three, four, five picks left of the draft. So we still need a quarterback, defense, and kicker. And then we're going to draft our two bench spots. So one, two, three, four. 
four, five, six quarterbacks have already came off the board. So we're going to go ahead and select our quarterback here since I believe in a lot of leagues, some people, in a lot of leagues, actually, most teams pick just two quarterbacks for no fucking reason, even though I don't think you should have to. Even in an eight-team league, but I'm going to go ahead and select mine here since I think people might start taking backup quarterbacks now if this was a real draft. So after our pick, after we went with Mecole Hardman, Henry Ruggs came out the board, followed by Key Sean Vaughn. So now we could probably just go ahead and draft that quarterback like I was talking about. And we're probably going to snag Josh Allen here, even though I do like Matt Ryan with the stack. I'm still going to go ahead and go with my brain and pick the better quarterback for me. And that's Josh Allen since I have him ranked higher. You can go either way with these guys. I really think Matt Ryan's going to have a great year. I think Josh Allen will as well. Josh Allen's just one of those guys that tears it up through the ground game. And if he could just somehow increase his accuracy and not just overthrow these guys all the time we're going to see Josh Allen be an absolute freak of nature in the NFL so after we went ahead and drafted Josh Allen Darius guys came off the board followed by Damian Williams Tom Brady Sony Michelle Robert Gronkowski Emmanuel Sanders J.K. Dobbins Pittsburgh Steelers defense which is an awful pick don't be the first guy to pick a defense don't be that asshole Philip Lindsay Jordan Howard Evan Ingram and Tyler Higby now, I preach not to draft backup quarterbacks or backup defense or backup tight ends or two kickers and two defenses in any league that's not like a 20 team league or like a 14 plus team league. They don't even draft backup kicker and defense in that kind of league, but maybe on a backup quarterback and a backup tight end. But this is an 8 team league, so we're just going to hammer the rest of our roster with running backs and wide receivers. So, first, we're going to go ahead and attack one of the guys that I think has some solid upside while. I'm not really bought in necessarily on him being the guy of the team because I think it's going to be a split share with Jordan Howard. But I think Matt Breida does prove some solid upside if Jordan Howard was to end up getting banged up. So Matt Breida is going to be the pick here, and he will provide some games where he's very good during the year just on his own, even with Jordan Howard. Still playing side one with uh, Matt Breida. Jared Cook came off the board, followed by Carrion Johnson. So now we're going to go ahead and snag one more wide receiver. And we're going to go with my boy, Knee. Keel Harry. I love Nikhil Harry. I really think he has some solid upside. Now, every single New England Patriot on defense seemed to have opted out of the 2020 NFL season, so that's very good for Nikhil because the defense is just getting their cheeks clapped in on a game-by-game basis. They're going to have to be slinging the rock with Cam Newton, and Nikhil Harry will be a huge benefactor of that. So now it is time to recap the draft. Actually, no, it's not because we have to draft our kicker and defense. So I'm going to recap what just happened in the last couple of picks, and then we're going to go ahead and pick our defense and our kicker. So looking at the draft board, we're probably going to see a couple kickers and defenses since we're in the second round. I'm not really going to talk about them, but we'll talk about the real picks of the real players. So after we went with Akil Harry, Tevin Coleman came at the board, followed by Hayden Hurst, Latavius Murray, Drew Brees, Darrell Henderson, Marlon Mack, a defense, and then Zach Moss. Of all of those picks, I really like Zach Moss a whole lot. I think he provides some de- some really good upside in Buffalo. I really like Latavius Murray as a handcuff. But now it is time to draft our kicker and our defense. For defense, we're going to go ahead and play what I like to play the week one game. You'd either go ahead and draft the Chargers or the Bears are my two favorite. Due to the fact that their week one matchup is pretty good, I think Detroit is a good team and they will be scoring some points. But I think the Chicago Bears defense will probably get to Stafford a couple of times since they just have a middling ranked offensive line via pro football ball focus so I think that they will have a pretty solid game or you could go with the Chargers against rookie Joe Burrow in his first ever NFL game especially with no preseason we're going to see him kind of falter especially in that kind of a game so now we got to draft our kicker for kickers you just close your eyes you fucking draft one I will make a kicker video in August you bet your ass on that because I think the kicker position is more important since you need to start one every single week even though in the mock drafts I don't really give a fuck about him so I'm going to go with my main man Will Lutz could have went with third leg G-Reg there but you can go either way here. I'll talk about kicker rankings more, obviously, when we get to that video. So hopefully you guys have ended up 
enjoying this video. But to look at our team as a whole, we got a B minus. Fuck you, fantasy pros. I don't want no B minus. This is an A plus squad because our roster is comprised of Josh Allen, Joseph Mixon, Austin Eckler, DJ Moore, Robert Woods, George Kittle, me Timbas, Calvin Ridley, David Johnson. We got a kicker. We got a defense, and our bench is comprised of Jonathan Taylor, Marvin Jones, Kareem Hunt, me Cole Hardman, Matthew Breida, and Nikhil Harry. So hopefully, you guys did end up enjoying this video. If you did, please make sure to click that subscribe button. Check out one of the videos that's on your screen right now. Check out the Patreon down below and leave a fucking comment because I love reading those. I'll see every single one of you motherfuckers tomorrow with yet another heater of a video. Good boy.